0: Welcome back to another episode of your daily seed of leadership. We call them so for your leadership growth. Right now it's, it's Sunday. Today is Sunday, November 27, 2022. And I'm not too sure what time of the day or the week that you're listening to this podcast on, but I want to date this because th- these weekend episodes, even these are daily seeds of leadership. There's important things we can do in our, in our off time or off field time, right? Out of office time. To really help us still grow in our leadership, what I've learned, and and hopefully what you'll catch is, it's, it's usually different from the pace when we're in the office. But what if I told you what you do on your off time will help with your on time? Right, that's kind of a no brainer, right? It's kind of a oh, of course it will. But the truth is, how much of us are intentional with our off time so we can be so we can be better execute on our on time. A lot of us aren't. A lot of us, I mean, if you're anything like majority of the leaders out there, right? They, if you're even good at planning your week, right? If, if that's a good start, planning your off time is is not even is like what like who does that right and and what happens is that usually that's the time that's the craziest you get all the demands happen on that time maybe it's a, a bunch of family demands or a bunch of uh, community stuff that you you're doing maybe even church stuff that just kind of pile up on that weekend time and you once again you find yourself just going out there wanting to have a heart that serves but at the same time if you're not intentional with this you end up going back on monday even more depleted even more kind of burnt out and week after week after week after week you know where i'm going with this it just doesn't serve us for the best right and if it doesn't help fill our tanks we are pouring out on empty tanks when we get into our our roles and our assignments and you know the places that we really want to deliver our best at so today is somewhat of a maybe a part two, a part two of yesterday's. Yesterday we talked a little bit about how an organized how have having organization on our calendar really will help, right? Organizing our time, your most valuable asset, your time, having having that a bit more organized. And today I'm gonna continue in that theme in a sense, but we're not gonna talk so much on your calendar time. This is gonna be about optimizing organized space. Today we're gonna talk about your daily seat of leadership, your golden nugget, if you want to call it, will be really capturing this idea of optimizing organized space. Because since we've kind of caught that principle yesterday, and a few of you have gone out there and already have p- put action to it, let's continue that thought process. Because on your off time, in your off field moments, right? If you're on a Sunday or maybe you're taking a day off, this is the most beneficial. This is the setting that you can really utilize and implement this principle in. Optimizing organized space. If you've ever made this transition from working at a job um, as a manager, director, or some form of leader, supervisor, and then you're now running a home business, you see the difference of having and organized space i mean one of the biggest indicators is that you start to really appreciate the office cleaner the person that would come when everyone else would turn off their computers and and go home and somebody would come and take out the trash and wipe off the desk and clean things up right we've never seen them before when you would just work in an office or a job or, or 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 you know in whatever the setting is but when you had a place of work that someone else would clean up and kind of help you tidy things up. You never really noticed the benefit until you had to be the one that now does it. But this is beyond just a clean space, right? This is an organized space. What happens is that if your environment you're trying to operate in, you're trying to work in, is not organized, what's going to happen is that your thinking won't be organized, your thoughts won't be organized, you're going to find it much more difficult to make decisions, let alone big decisions, But even small daily decisions, and what is decisions? Decisions help you with discipline, right? Having a good ability, a strong ability, a good awareness of making the right decision over and over and over and over and over, that's actually, you're building discipline. So a lot of people think, I just don't have discipline, Paul Keller. It's like, you know what, you got to start optimizing your organized space. And, and it's it's a, it's a different connection because at first they're like wait what are you talking about I just need more discipline I need motivation Paul Keller and then I take a look at their workspace and I'm like nah, not too much I mean who would be motivated to work in this <laughs> so I'm going to give you a small framework something that I've used and something something that, that 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 I've seen great benefits and great results with and it's really simple every workspace, you want to have a place that you can do your admin work, your administration work, right? This is where you, maybe you have books over here and you have writing files. This is where you file things away. This is when you have maybe, um you know, just your, all your admin tasks, right? This is your computer space you have. And this is where maybe a bunch of that, those tasks are done, right? It could be a a wall in, in your room or maybe a corner, or maybe if you have an office space and you have a, a dedicated room for that, then you want you to want place for that to happen because your mindset when you're doing administrative work, administrative work really benefits wh- when 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 those components are surrounding you but if you you're trying to be creative in an administrative environment you'll be limited so you want to have a space for creativity I don't have one. I just have a room, Paul Keller. You know, there's a thing called walking meetings where you actually go outside and in Zoom, you can do it great. You can have a meeting and everyone is out for a walk. I've seen organizations do do that. I've done that for myself, for clients, one-on-one, when we're actually walking and meeting. And you'd be surprised on the amount of creativity you start to tap into. I'm gonna give you a little insider tip. What I do in my coaching is that when I notice a, a, one of the clients I'm working with is really stuck on an idea, stuck on strategy, and they're having a hard time change something. Mo- most times, because they found great success in a in a past process that they that they use, and now it's time they have to change, but they they're so they're so engulfed in how every detail works with their past process, it's hard to see anything else. I start having walking meetings. I start saying, let's go ahead. We're gonna, you're gonna take a walk around the neighborhood and we're gonna meet. And we're having the same structure, same agenda, but but they're walking through the neighborhood, they walk into different things. Your eyes are seeing different things, your mind is opening up to different things. Therefore, you start to not be so um blind by what you already have. You start to see what's already there, more of what's already there. So there's walking meetings, there's different some people use a lot, use a lot of color in those rooms, you know, it's, it's just is things that inspire you. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's work. It's almost like a, some even some people even refer it to like a playroom, right? But it's a creative space that lets you think outside of the box. Some people even take down walls and it's just it's windows and it's looking outside. And you want to get you want that space to kind of awaken the creative genius in you, right? Now, if that's not your strength, then reach out to them. Look for somebody on your team. Who's the most creative person on your team? And ask them what kind of space would they love to work in. You'll see your marketing teams and you'll see all these different um, sales teams and all these different creative geniuses on your team that would really want a different space to work in. You want an administrative space, but you want a creative space too. Even if you have just one room, I I would literally have one wall that would be my creative wall. And there'll be colors there, and there will be a blank whiteboard. And I go to where I can put on certain music, and I get things going. And I and I'd really just kind of build that creative space. Now you have an administrative space, you have a creative space, and most people think that that's it. We're done. That's business, Paul Keller. But remember, you know my heart if you're listening here. And bi- business without relationships is failed business. I don't care how much success you have if you're not building strong relationships in your business. It's 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 built on sand is going to collapse so you need to have a connecting space you need to have a space that there isn't there isn't a a pressure of tasks to be done or there isn't a pressure to be creative and come up with strategy there's a place just to connect this is why the old way of, of businesses and offices this is why when things were set up like that The most popular place, the place you'd find employees and staff running to and kind of gravitating around was the water cooler. Was the what was the little was the small, blank, boring, old um, eating place, right? Or dining hall. It had two tables and not much intention was put into that. People wanted to connect. They wanted a moment to get away from the task and to connect again. Now, those some of you might hear that and say, we don't have time to connect. I'm telling you right now, if you don't have a, time, a team that's connecting, you might be growing, but I want to caution you that all growth isn't the same. A lot of organizations are growing quickly apart because they don't have a space to connect. So you want an administrative space, you want a creative space, and you want a connecting space. Take those and even put them into your own office at home. What desk? What table? Where, where do you sit? For me, I have a I have the full setup when when I'm recording. I have my best computer when I'm recording. Two screens. I have I have everything. The Rodecaster Pro in front of me. I have all, all these things when I'm recording. This is when I'm doing creative work. But when I had to get some administrative work done, I have a simple desk with my laptop that I sit right there on. And it's empty, it's blank. I have a filing cabinet right next to it. And I start all of that. It's it's my execution time. It's probably the time I get the most things done in a quick in a short amount of time because I'm just boom, 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 knocking things out. I, I put up I, I clear out the distractions and I'm good to go. Before I forget, your creative space needs to be a protective space. Don't when, when you when you're in this creative mode, even in your administrative mode, you don't want those spaces to be interrupted. That's why you have to have a connecting space. If you don't have a connecting space, a place to connect with people, you'll find that your administrative space and your creative space will always get interrupted. You're always going to have a knock on the door. Somebody somebody has a quick meeting because you're not providing a place to connect. And you're not even and you're not there. So as the leader, you want to make sure you're in all of these places. But when you're in a creative space and in an administrative space that you let people know so they can protect and honor that space for you so you can you can be there. But when you're done, you're done. The last point I'll give you right now, I'm going to give you this point that I got from a resource that I highly recommend. The resource is a book called At Your Best from Carrie Newhoff. And this book right now, Kerry has his book, but he also has courses and a bunch of other things. And I want to give this to you because I'm not here. We have our own, but at the same, hey, I'm going to, we're here to give you, I'm I'm here to give you whatever resources that you want to go at. Some of you are going to jump into the resources that we have and the programs and the courses and some of you are going to jump into others. But this here can always be a resource that that can continue to fuel your leadership growth. Kerry Newhoff has a book that I read through, it's called At Your Best, and he talks about having these different zones. Green zone, yellow zone, red zone. Basically, I'm going to tell you this: What is your best hour? Some of you, that's going to be nine to ten in the morning. Some of you is going to be five to six at night. Some of you is going to be three to four in the morning. Some of you is going to be twelve to one in the midday. But what is your best hour? This is the hour that you're most creative. That your your energy is up. That you're focused. That you're you're knocking things out. Like you 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 know when is your best hour? And then you want to protect it and put the things in there that only you can do the things that only you can do clarify that put them in your best hour that's it for today's daily seed of leadership. It's a it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. I hope you can take things here and help prepare prepare yourself for the week. I am literally giving you things that I do. I'll never. That's one thing you'll never get on these episodes. I'll never give you things that I think and I hear about and I read about, but I don't do myself. If I'm giving you something here, I've either done it myself or I'm watching other people do it. I'm observing other people do it and get the results here. We're not gonna use this podcast as a guinea pig to test you with theories and principles. We're, we're our goal, our heart is to deliver solid daily seeds of leadership that help you grow with a strong foundation that's sustainable so you can be the leader that lasts the test of time. With that being said, we'll wrap up today. Thanks for listening in and joining us for another podcast episode here on Leadership Podcast. Do me a favor. If you find value in any of these, I want to ask that you go ahead and share this. Help us share this. Help us organically share this with other people that are looking to grow in their leadership. We'll see you on tomorrow's episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening in to another awesome episode of Leader Seeds with Paul Keller Mossman.